Good morning on this Thursday morning. Welcome to our devotional, Golden Nuggets, food for thought and for the imagination. I'd like to say, first of all, happy Thanksgiving uh, to everyone out there. It's uh, supposed to be a joyous day. I know the weather and the hectic schedules can make it very uh, heavy. Uh, as far as physically, sometimes even mentally or emotionally uh, as a load. But take time, separate it, give thanksgiving unto God. We live in a very unthankful world today, unappreciative of the goodness and of the long-suffering and mercy of God. But we as believers should take the opportunity to recognize God's goodness in the events of our lives, God's greatness in his delivering power for the sacrifice that Jesus has has made for us, and that God is holy, and he should be thus worshipped in spirit and in truth as a holy God. So with thanksgiving, we start off today Remembering that even though it's just a day that is separated, but every single day of our life should be filled with thankfulness. Even when it seems that there's nothing to be thankful for, the very fact that we have breath in our lungs is the opportunity to be able to give thanks unto the Lord and just simply say, thank you, thank you for this day. In the midst of everything and anything that is happening and going through, you are still Lord, you are still God. You have purpose for my life, you have plans for my life, and I'm at your disposal. I thank you, Lord. Well, as we get back into the message today, in the book of Hebrews, let's read a few verses before going to the book of Leviticus. Jesus is our Passover lamb. John said, Behold the Lamb of God that takes away the sins of the world. Also, Jesus is our high priest, who on the day of atonement offered not the blood of goats or bulls, but offered his own blood uh, on our behalf before the mercy seat of God. Let's look at this. Hebrews chapter 9, verse 16. It says, For where a testament is, there must also of necessity be the death of a tester. For a testament, or we can use the word covenant for testament, is of force after men are dead. Otherwise, it is of no strength at all, while the tester liveth. Whereupon neither the first testament was dedicated without blood, for then... For when Moses had spoken every precept unto the people, according to the law, he took the blood of the calves and goats, and with water and scarlet wool, and with hyssop, he sprinkled both the book and all the people, (coughs) excuse me, saying, This is the blood of the covenant which God has enjoined you unto. Now, when Jesus did the Last Supper, Jesus said, this is my blood that is shed for you. He also said, this is my body that is broken for you. It says in Hebrews 9, 20 
1. Moreover, he sprinkled with blood both the tabernacle and all the vessels of the ministry. And almost all things are by the law purged with blood. And without the shedding of blood, there is no remission. Now, taking this that we have just read and going to the book of Leviticus on the Day of Atonement, let's look at what Jesus did after his death, burial, and resurrection and ascension into heaven. And let's look at what was required of the Levitical priesthood and of Aaron and his sons on the Day of Atonement. On the Passover, every family on a certain day in April was supposed to partake of the Passover lamb, which Jesus did uh, along with his disciples. But on the Day of Atonement, this is the process which uh, took place. Let's look at some parallels and some very distinguishing features uh, from it. And it says, And the Lord spoke unto Moses after the death of the two sons of Aaron, when they had offered before the Lord and died. And the Lord said unto Moses, Speak unto Aaron thy brother, that he come not at all times into the holy place within the veil before the mercy seat, which is upon the ark, that he die not, for I will appear in the cloud upon the mercy seat. So that is where God would meet with the high priest on top of the mercy seat between the two cherubs. That is also where the blood on the east side of the, of the mercy seat was to be sprinkled. And as we read Leviticus 16, we see the process here on earth that took place as the high priest went into the tabernacle and how even his clothing, uh, that holy robe that he had on, had to be taken off and he had to put on just a simple white linen coat. And that's why when we read in the Gospels that uh, when Mary uh, Magdalene detained Jesus, uh, he said, uh, don't touch me. In other words, don't hold me back. I have something to do. I go unto your father. I go unto your God. I go unto my God, my father, meaning he was going to ascend unto heaven. And somehow we're not explained or told how he was going to present his blood before the heavenly uh, mercy seat. So here we read, it says in verse three, and thus shall Aaron come into the holy place with a young bull for an offering of sins and a ram for a burnt offering. He was going to have to offer for himself and he was going to have to offer for the people. And it says, and he shall put on the holy linen coat and he shall have the linen breeches upon his flesh and shall be girded with the linen girdle and with the linen mitrate. Shall he be attired? These are the holy garments. Therefore shall he wash his flesh in water and put them on. When Mary saw Jesus, she assumed it was the gardener because of the way that he was dressed. Jesus was dressed in just the plain white linen. He was not dressed in that 
uh, attire of the high priest when he went about ministering. This involved the sacrifice that was going to be offered and the blood before the mercy seat. Therefore, there was a change of clothing, of course. Now, once he was done, there was a change of clothing again. And uh, the scripture says in verse number 5, Leviticus 16.5, And he shall take of the congregation of the children of Israel two kids, uh, these were little goats, of the goats for a sin offering and one for the ram, of a one ram for a burnt offering. And Aaron shall offer his bullock of sin offering, which is for himself, and make atonement for himself and for the and for his house. Verse seven, and he shall take two goats and present them before the Lord at the door of the tabernacle of the congregation. And Aaron shall cast lots upon the two goats and one of the one for the Lord. One lot for the Lord, the other for the scapegoat. And Aaron shall bring the goat upon which the Lord's lot fell and offer him for a sin offering. But the goat on which the lot fell to be a scapegoat, he shall present alive before the Lord to make atonement with him and let him go for a scapegoat into the wilderness. Now, the entire process is really, really interesting. Uh, as one studies it, how that goat was led out into the wilderness, uh, never to be seen again, and how one was offered for the sins of the people. Now, when we go back to the book of Hebrews and we read, Jesus did not offer a bull. He did not offer a goat. He did not offer, but it was his blood. It was his own blood. Now, as we had read in Hebrews in chapter 9 and verse 12, neither by the blood of goats and calves, but by his own blood, he entered in once into the holy place, having obtained eternal redemption for us. It was a one-time sacrifice. He offered his own blood. Not that he was sinful, but he was made sin for us, and his own blood was offered for us also, and for our sins, our transgressions, trespasses, for our iniquities, once and for all time, to obtain an eternal redemption for us. And the word there for redemption is basically a ransoming. Uh, he bought back that which had been ransomed, that which had been set aside and needed to be redeemed. A price had to pay for it to get it back. And in Hebrews 9.13, it says, For if the blood of bulls and of goats and the ashes of an heifer sprinkling, the unclean sanctifieth, to the purifying of the flesh. How much more, this is Hebrews 9.14, shall the blood of Christ, who through the eternal Spirit offered himself without spot to God, purge your consciences from dead works to serving the living God. Now, as, as we continued reading, 
we had said in Hebrews 8, 6, but now he has obtained a more excellent ministry by how much also he is the mediator of a better covenant. Remember, he cut the covenant in his own blood, which was established upon better promises. Now, we don't have to go to a... a, a like in the time of uh, Moses, we don't have to go to the tabernacle and take a sacrifice of blood, a bullock or a goat or, or some uh, animal to be sacrificed for our transgression, trespasses, or for our sins. But we can confess our sins with our mouth and have the blood applied by Christ, for he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and cleanses from all unrighteousness. But the scripture also says, in that was in 1 John 1, 9, in 1 John 1, 7, it says that if we walk in the light as he is in the light, then the blood of Jesus, we have, we have fellowship with one another, and the blood of Jesus cleanses us from all unrighteousness. So it's important for us to understand that that the work that Jesus did paralleled the work that Aaron would do before the before the children of Israel and in the tabernacle and then of course when they had the temple uh, uh, of Solomon at that time also it would parallel it but the point that I'm trying to make is that Jesus himself for us provided himself as the sacrifice so that it's a one-time thing. It's an eternal redemption. He offered himself through the eternal Holy Spirit that he can give us an eternal inheritance. 1 John 1, 7, But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, which he is, we have fellowship one with another. And the blood of Jesus Christ, his Son, cleanses us from all sin. So that blood now, there's no necessity for a second, third, fourth, fifth uh, sacrifice and for a continual sacrificing, but the sacrifice has already been made. The way has already been paved, paved for us. Now we come before him and we come before him offering the sacrifices of praise we are a royal priesthood to offer unto God praises, to offer unto him the spiritual sacrifices now. We go about here on this earth as his sons and daughters, but also as his holy priesthood, ministering the things of the word of God, ministering the holy things of the power of the Holy Spirit, to bring into the lives of people, fresh and anew, the blood of Jesus to forgive, cleanse, and wash the sins of the sinner, bring redemption to them, bring them back into the family of God, give them the ability to have access through Jesus unto the Father, have access to the Holy of Holies, to the throne of grace, to the mercy seat, and to be able to, now, walk with joyfulness and thankfulness 
because we have been translated from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of light. Consider this food for thought, this thanksgiving, and for the imagination. In Jesus' name, amen.